Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be well, hello again. That was loud in my ear. I'm not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello again. I'm going to leave that in the final edit. I've got Mike in here with me today. and We were just sitting here at the mic. We were talking like, well, what are we going to talk about? Okay, I got this verse. I got that verse. Okay, we ready? Okay, hit the record button. Well, I'm, and I just scared myself in the earphones <laughs> and the headphones I'm wearing. Golly, is everybody awake out there? I hope you are. Okay. Well, uh, I got Mike in the uh, studio with me again. And we've kind of been thinking along the same lines of some issues going on lately that we see in our culture. And Mike, I was looking on, I've just been thinking lately, looking at the news and looking at things on social media and whatever. It kind of seems like people think the world has gone crazy. And I mean, I will have to agree to that. It has. But I think that People have gotten to the point where they think that God lost control of everything somewhere along the way. Are you kind of catching the same thing? Are you seeing that? Yes. The way that you see certain groups and individual people deal with or respond to um, the events going on in our world and the things that are happening in their personal lives, even even Bible-believing Christians seem at times to, they react or we react, hopefully not regularly, but react as if God is has lost his control, he's lost the grip on things, and that somehow, you what? know, the sin of man has overridden God's power and grace. Yeah, the earth got away from him. And friends, if the world really did get away from God's control, then yes, you would have a reason to flip out and go crazy. But he, it hasn't happened. He has control. He has always had it. As a matter of fact, the world is prophesied to go this direction. I mean, you really should take comfort in the fact that he said it was going to go this way, and here we are doing it. So, okay. Oh, okay. Well, he said it was coming. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to do a, a podcast a radio show here to people out there that are freaking out. Come back to your senses. Come back to the truth of God's word. Come back to the understanding that God has this. He's got it. It's going to be fine. And, you know, I can tell you this from my own opinion and say, yeah, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And that's not going to do you as much good. You're not really going to fully believe me if I don't give you some Bible. So I wanted to come armed with the Word of God to tell people why we shouldn't go crazy in this and just trust in the Lord. Let Him do what He's going to do. Now, I've got a bunch of different verses here, and some are going to be a little more pronounced to the subject at hand than others. But the first one I have here is Proverbs 19, verse 21 says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. So, you know, okay, Mike, I see out there man's plans. You got this party over here. You got this government group over there. You got this country over here. Every man has his own plans. 
Right. You know, this country wants to nuke us, and then this other country wants to do this. And uh, where's the, oh, what's going to happen to our gasoline? And they're trying to push electric cars on us. So what's going to happen to our money and all the banks? Okay, that's just man's plans. They, they've got ideas on things they all want to do to line their own pockets, and that's what gets everybody riled up. But the Lord's counsel, that's what's going to stand. Right. It exceeds man's plans. God's authority is above man's plans. And nobody can sneak up on God and say, nah, nah, I took the world away from you. It belongs to me now. I just want people to understand that God has this, and that's one verse among many, I think, that we're going to give you all today, that you can trust in the Lord God and just stop going. Don't You don't need the extra stress. Everybody's stressed out. Stress creates health problems. We don't need that. Friend, trust in the Lord God. He's got this. And you know, Ray, I think you would agree, and many of you may be out there may be thinking, well, that – so you're saying that nothing bad is happening. No, we're not denying We're not the, saying that at all. Right. No. We're not denying the fact that horrible things are happening. Men are in darkness. They're doing evil things, and for now, they're doing them. And the judgment of God and the consequence has not been uh, – has not occurred yet in many ways, and ultimately, they have not been judged before the Lord, but there is a time coming when that evil will end. God will will renew all things. There is a time prophesied and promised by God's word. And just as he promised the coming of Messiah Jesus and everything happened according to all the prophecies in ancient times, same thing's going to happen when all of these evil people that God seemingly just lets run amok you know, and do yeah, whatever. Why is everybody they want. getting away with everything? Right, they're not. And for a season, they may have their way and may not have immediate consequences. But when they stand before the Lord with the rest of us on the day of judgment, I don't want to be the one standing next to them in line for the if they have not repented and received that forgiveness. So let me encourage you that we're not saying that we're not going through hard times. That that there's not much suffering going on because there is. There's suffering going on all around us, all around myself. Uh, family members, friends, but it doesn't mean God has lost his control or lost sovereignty in his kingdom. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up, by the way, say cheese. Okay, I just took a picture of him. <laughs> we, we like pictures of ourselves in the studio. We can let people see what we're going on. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to say there is um, a verse that kind of goes along with something you just brought up about people for a season are going to have it their way. Mm -hmm. Okay, people are getting all upset. You know, this group over here is making all the money at our expense. And, you know, okay, that's fine. Let them make all the money they can rake up. I say let them make billions, okay? Don't Mm -hmm. worry about them taking away from you. Scripture says God will provide according to his riches. You're going to have what you need. You don't need an overabundance so you can buy tons of stuff for yourself. You have what you need. God will get you through it. But here's a verse that I know right off the back of my hand. Is Ecclesiastes 2, verse 26, you will never hear this verse spoken in a prosperity-driven church, okay? It says, God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. What this means is, friends, the guys that are out there making all the big money, Everything's going their way. They seem to be getting away with everything. 
but they're doing it for sinful reasons, for their self, and they're not doing it for the Lord God. What this verse literally says is that God gave them the work of gathering, building up money and buildings and empires and stuff like that, so that he will be forced at some point when that season ends, he will be forced to hand it over to somebody who will use it for the Lord. So, okay, Christian friends, you don't have to worry about money. You just trust in God. God already has people out there digging up all the money they can find so that they can hand it over to you. So just trust in the Lord to do that. He's got this. And I'm just glad you said that because it does seem like people are getting away with things. Well, and even we as believers and, you know, even with Pastor Ray, I'm sure he's tempted to think, oh, they're just getting away with it. What's, why isn't God doing anything? I mean, that temptation comes through your mind. But, but thank the Lord we have his word and his promises and his truth to stand on. And many of you may have heard the, the story of the man who built his house on the sand and then the man who built his house on the rock. When the storms came, it was a parable that, that, that was taught. When the storms came, it said that the house that was built on the rock withstood the storm. It was on the right but, foundation. But the, the house that was built on the sand, it said it was destroyed. And it says great was its fall. Great, so yeah. the encouragement here and the, the moral of that story or the point of it is where are you building your house? Are you building it on yourself? Are you building it on your political party? Are you building it on the government? Your are money. you building it on the, the finance, the financial well-being All of the All these things that are you tied in a knot. Or is it on the rock? Now, who's the rock or what is the rock? The rock is the faith of the promise of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Eternal One, who is King of kings and Lord of lords. Thanks for bringing that up because I think it's a good indicator to people on where they really stand as to what they're building on. If you build your your foundation on the foundation of Jesus Christ, he is going to be of peace, self-control. You're not going to be flipping out, going nuts, thinking, oh, uh, everything's just so terrible. What are we going to do? The sign that you're not building in the right place, that you have not established your trust in the right things, is if you are worried, if you're going crazy. Uh, Worry is anti-faith. That is a red flag that your faith ain't right. Right. If your faith is right. And if all the, the whole world could be seeming like it's coming to an end and all you got on your mind is thank the Lord God for the life he gave me and you'll have peace and, you know, you, you'll be fine. It, it's okay. It's not that you're going to be okay with the, the sinful things going on, but you won't be losing your mind. Right. And if, if you're worried, if you're all strained up all the time, that's probably a good indicator you're not building on the right foundation. You need to get your foundation on Christ. Trust in him. Gold, government, and guns. I think that's the three G's. (laughs) That's not going to get you out of this. Um, As Psalm 73 verse 26 says, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Your portion, that's what you get. And that's one thing I really appreciate about the the songs of of, the, of King David. The Psalms in the Bible uh, for everyone is songs written by King David and others. And so many of them, it sounds so familiar to what we might write today if they, we were living in our time. It said he he was chased by enemies. He suffered persecution. Yeah. He was living in the wild and you know barely having bread to eat at times and went through some pretty hard times. He didn't have it hunky-dory all the time, even though he eventually became a king of Israel. He, he was running for his life. He had to get put through the ringer right. first. But he, but he said, yet I will hope in the Lord. I will trust in him. There's a number of Psalms where he wrote his thoughts down 
and, and his complaints before God. But then he always came back around and goes, but yet you have sustained me, Lord God. You have been faithful to me. I will rise and I will seek you with my whole heart. And that's one reason God called him a man after his own heart. Because despite the things he went through, he had a heart to follow after the king that he knew had called him and been faithful to him. Even David flipped out a few times. Oh, my gosh, what's going on? And he had to learn this. Right. Just like what we're trying to teach here. Mm -hmm. I sometimes flip out a little bit, especially if I watch more than 30 seconds of the news. (laughs) I got to turn it off. But, Uh um, you know, I, I know people, they know everything going on in the news. They know every news anchor's name. They know what time his show comes on. They know what he's going to talk about before the show even comes on. They just want to hear what he has to say. Oh, they know everything about the guy. Mm -hmm. They don't know the first thing about God's word. Nothing. And, you know, when you begin to to let God's word be life to you, because it says in Hebrews that it's it's living and powerful. When you let it be life to you, when these these times come, and they will come, and they're going to continue. Matter of fact, there's prophecies saying that it will, when it ultimately comes, it will be one of the worst times that history has ever known. But when you when Ray was speaking earlier, just as an example, a verse come to mind was Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Amen. The Lord is a comforter. The Lord is not going to abandon us. He's not going to throw us in the world and go, ha ha, let's see how you do. Right. He, he's here. Right. He, he's, he's a God that cares about his people. But do you care about God? Are you listening to God? Or are you just doing your own thing your own way? God is not just a Sunday morning tradition that you think about for maybe 30 minutes at church, and then the rest is your time. Mm-hmm. All day, every day is God's time. Mm-hmm. This whole world is on God's time. It's under God's uh, plan. He has it all. And I, I like to think of what the Lord said to his people, Israel. And friends, you can hold this t- to yourself as well. From Deuteronomy 31, verse 8, he says, it says in the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Okay, all I see today is fear. Fear of this, fear of that. Oh, they're destroying everything. I'm going to lose what I got. Oh, wait a minute. What have you got? Do you have what's on eternal things on the foundation of Christ? Or are you looking at your temporary things? And just by, just by people merely admitting that they're going to lose what they got, that is an admission that it's temporary. If somebody can take it away from you, then you shouldn't be banking on it. <laughs> right. If, right. You need to bank on things that nobody can take. Mm-hmm. They can't take right. your salvation. They can't take the Lord from you because he said he'll be with you. He has his riches and glory that he wants to put into your life. Nobody can take that from you. Mm-hmm. So are you more concerned? about what you have in the Lord God, or are you more concerned with what you have on this earth, the material things that the government's going to take away from me? I say, let it go. Mm-hmm. Let them have it. Right. You, all you need is in the Lord God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very comforting to me. I have so many verses going through my mind, Ray, as me you too. speak of these things, that is because God's word is so rich, and he left such a perfect document, if you want to call it that, the writings that he did and and the Psalms and in the New Testament for us. Here's just another example. When Ray was talking about fear, First John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. That doesn't sound very fun, right? I don't need any more of that. <laughs> but he who 
fears has not been made perfect in love. And not everyone has, we don't have it all together. We're not totally 100% perfect in God's love in every area. But in some areas, I'm okay with things because I have let that love of God, that living love of God, true love of God. And it tells us in First John also that God is love. So when you're perfected in him, it drives out fear. And that's one of those opposites you talked about earlier. Good point. It drives out fear. Friends, it drives out fear. I, I, friends, review yourself. How have you been conducting yourself lately? Are you freaking out? Are you going crazy? Are you in fear? Are you scared of this political party? Oh, what they're going to do to us. Or, oh, we got to vote our guy in next time, whatever it is. Or, I, I, whatever, the, the way people politicize their fear. Uh, how, how are you in that area? Uh, are, how are you measuring up? Are you uptight all the time? Are you always afraid of everything? Well, I'm going to lose this. I, I got to have my job. I got to have my benefits. I got to have this, that, and the other. You know, uh, those things are fine to have. It's it's right. it's okay to have a job and benefits. I've got that. But is that what you're banking on right. to get by? Because if you're admitting you could lose it, that's the admission. It's temporary. Mm-hmm. I say, friends, let's turn ourselves over to eternal things. You know, the Lord said. Seek the kingdom first, and then all these other things will be added to you. So right. all this other stuff you're concerned about, just 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 drop it, okay? Just let it go. And I'm not saying be irresponsible with it. I'm saying invest in the kingdom first. Seek the Lord. What has he got for you? What does he promise you? And then he'll give you all the rest. And the, the proper understanding of that, Rhea, and I, I like that verse very well, the proper understanding is I seek him first in every area of my life. When it comes to my home life, I seek him first. When it comes to my finances, I seek him first. When it comes to my church and life of faith and relationships, uh, whether romantic or personal or friends, I seek him first. And then then it says, then, all those then. things, because you're prioritizing the king first. First, that's the up one, to you. And you're thinking, well, I'm putting church first. Well, no, you're not putting church, quote, the body of Christ first. You're putting the king of glory who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the debt of our sin and then calls you to repentance, to live with him eternally, that's who you're putting first. Yeah. You're not putting church first. And that's a big mistake people make, Ray, and I've heard you speak of this before. The people get hurt in the church or upset with the church, and then— They quit. They quit, and they, they cast them out. Now, then they hate the church. Th- that doesn't mean go to a bad church or hang with people who are, are treating you badly, but it means don't, don't ding God for that. God didn't command them to do that. They're not following the instructions that's in the Word. So— um, it's a matter of seeking the Lord first and not man or uh, religion per se. You know, um, something I'd like to uh, make an example uh, to further explain. Let's say we have somebody listening here who's new or not in not a Christian yet, and they're trying to understand what you meant when you said, I turned my finances over to the Lord. What does that look like to turn your finances over to the Lord? You've got a financial problem. How do you turn that over to the Lord? Well. Uh, what he, did you mean by that? Um, that does not mean that you give all of your money to the church. That's not what you mean. Okay. Matter of fact, that's some undone. crazy yeah, pastors yeah, out there they, would have you, you do it. That teaching is out there, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really appreciate your standing on on tithing, but tithing is a matter of relationship and a, an act of worship and trust. Lord, I trust you, and to support what you're doing on the earth with your church, your body on the earth, the people that really belong to you. I'm going to support that, and I give my money towards that. So I'm putting him first in that area. 
Now, that doesn't mean I don't take care of my family and my needs, but that is a priority in my convictions, in my habits, in my life, is financially putting towards a genuine place that is preaching the gospel, doing their best to follow the Lord, and getting the word out, loving people, praying for people, being there, and doing what God has set those groups of churches to do. Then there's churches out there like that. There may not be as many as there used to be, okay? And they may go through times when they're not doing so well at it, but putting that money towards it and resources to help others as well. Now you may say, oh, I can do that outside of the church. Yeah, you can. But our, for if you're a Christian, God commands us to give towards those things and to not keep that back. Because for people like Pastor Ray and those men of God who are faithful to serve him, it says, I want you as a family, per se, a spiritual family, to support what I'm doing through them in the earth. You know, I've also heard it put that by tithing into a church, you're demonstrating to God by proving you're living it out. I don't have to have this money to get by. Right. Lord, you're enough. You are enough, and I trust in you so much, Lord, that, look, I'm going to put this money in the tithe, demonstrating I don't have to have it. Because he says you will either you can't serve two masters. Right. Either money is your master yeah. or God's your master or yeah. your king. So which one are you going to do? I've talked to friends before about tithing, and they, they have literally told me I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. I say I can't afford it. Right. They have two-story houses with three cars in the yard, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't need three cars and maybe a motorcycle, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole lot going on. I mean, whole lots of money, very expensive things, right? And they can't afford it. Now, uh, my my understanding is, well, what happens when the Lord starts taking some of that stuff away? Uh, the very reason for tithing is first to, of course, it's commanded to to support that ministry, and also that's your demonstration before man and God. I don't depend on money, so I don't mind letting it go. So let's say I'm coming up to uh, – I'm thinking about the the poor individual out there that's scraping by uh, at, at a tough job. They're not making much money, and rent is coming due, and they just don't have it. Mm-hmm. I've been there, and I don't see how in the world am I going to make this uh, – my paycheck isn't going to cover it. I'm so far behind. They're wondering, how, how do I turn that over to God? Um, friend, I just say you get down and pray, and you trust in the Lord God that he has a way to – deliver on what he says he's going to do. Your paycheck may not cover it, but the Lord can. And just watch what he does. Give it to him. Say, Lord, I don't know how I'm supposed to get by. I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to make my my uh, mortgage payment. Am I going to get kicked out on the street again? You pray to the Lord God. You ask him. You bring mm-hmm. your request to him. He'll take care of it. And he'll deal with it. But right now, everybody's so caught up in this worldly fear Everything's breaking down, and it is. It ain't what it used to be. This is not the America I grew up in, Right. and everybody's afraid. And I think they've literally started to think that God lost control right. somewhere, and he mm-hmm. did not. Mm-hmm. Well, if God still had control, it wouldn't be like this. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. This nation's full of sin, and he has to start judging it. He's he's pressurizing us, this as this nation as a whole, to get them to let go of the money and look at him or whatever else it is, to look right. at him. Um, you know, God gives us peace in John fourteen twenty seven. says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus literally said, don't be afraid. I know people that live afraid all day, every day. Right. It affects their health. They're just scared of everything all the time. And friends, right. you don't need to live like this. 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.